What's up, everybody? Welcome to the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast, where we love the spicy kimchi and we love the hot spicy K-Pop takes, takes, I'm sorry I messed up. But I am your host, Justin Turnow, with my co-host, Brian Limper. Dude, what is up? It's episode number five. Not much, man. Just chilling. 12.09, so... 12.09. Normal, pretty normal time for recording, I'd say. I wonder what it's like to... I wonder what it's like to record, you know, before midnight. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's probably it's probably boring, honestly. It's probably boring and not as fun because I don't know, the twelve the midnight shift for us, that's just when we podcast, man. That's when it that's when all the magic happens. I just realized when you said that that we technically record our podcast on the days they get put out because it's Thursday right now. It's true. It's Thursday. Yeah, every single time we've recorded on the day it gets released. So I'm like, hey, we got to record the night before. And then I'm like, wait a minute. 12 a.m. is Thursday, so it's, we're recording on the same day that we're putting it out. It's crazy how that. It's crazy how time works. But yeah, every time we record, it's been the same day. Maybe one day we'll actually get a recording in, a recording in earlier, but. But I'm not really sure. But before we get going with the episode today, well, how have you been? What's how's life been? How's your K-pop life been? How's how's everything been? Been pretty cool. It's chilling. The dude, uh, shout out to I forgot what your name was on Instagram, <laughs> but uh, he finally sent me my K-pop cards, so they should be here. I don't know where he is, so it could be a while. But they're shipped, so they should be here eventually. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, I think, I think you said he's from the Philippines. I don't really remember. Somewhere not in the United States, so they might take a little while to get here. Because he sent, did he send you, like, a picture, like, of, like, a package with your name on it and be like, hey, I'm getting ready to ship? Yes, and, uh, just so you guys know, I'm a nice guy. Shout out to, uh, skyptminis.sales, because, uh. Hooking me up. Definitely check this guy out because if you want photo cards, like exclusive photo cards or just that kind of stuff, he has all sorts of stuff for sale. I bought stuff from him, and then you bought stuff from him too. Both of our things are in the mail, but he has some awesome stuff. And compared to other places, they're like super, super good prices. So check him out if you want to buy some photo cards or fan merch or all that fun K-pop stuff. If you're listening to this podcast, thanks. Yeah, and also, hey, if you're listening to this podcast we love you if this is your first time welcome and if you're a recurring listener we still love you just as much because we made it to episode five man it doesn't even feel like we've made it this far it really doesn't i mean like you said earlier it's like a whole month's worth of well a whole month's worth of podcasts it's crazy you know it's really crazy i guess time flies uh when you're having fun there's so much so much to talk about in so little time it's true, and we have a lot to talk about on this episode, and I know you are especially excited for it, so dude, what are we talking about on today's episode? Well, today is going to be a special episode because it's going to be a review of Produce 48's first five episodes. Woo! Yeah! Yeet! Woo! Let's go! Produce 48! Yes! So, if anybody who's listened to this before, you guys have to know I have this obsession with Produce 48. And uh, this last weekend, we finished episode 5, which was the first eliminations, and they went from uh, 97 girls down to 58 girls. So, we thought that this would be a great time to have a first half review of Produce 48. 
for anyone who hasn't seen it or has seen it. And disclaimer, we understand that the show is done. There has been a group formed from the show who has had multiple comebacks and who I think is coming back fairly soon. I but think they are too, actually. I think they're coming back soon, so that's going to be sick. Can't wait for that. We all, we, but we know all that. But we wanted to go back. You were the first one that got into Produce 48, and you got me into it too, and it is probably the best show in the history of any television. The only regret I have in my 28 years of being alive... <laughs> is that I wasn't around to vote enough to keep my girls on the show before the first eliminations. And I know I'm going to be even sadder during second eliminations because they, like, barely made it. Well, it's crazy because I think we've said this on other episodes when we've talked about it, but we, we know what, like, the end is and we know the result and, you know, who makes it, who gets eliminated. But still, when you watch the episodes, you get so invested that you know you'll just be so devastated when your people you know, that you, like, don't make the cut. You're, like, still going to be so sad. Isn't that so good for camera work? Because we were, like, watching them announce the people because they announced it. It was backwards, right? So they announced from 57 to 1, and while we were watching it, they were, like, cutting the shots of, like, the girls in the crowd because they didn't know if they were going to make it yet or not. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope they make it. But deep down inside, I'm like, I already know they make it because they're in the group. But this is so intense right now. I can't take it. I know, and everyone's on the verge of tears, so you're like, maybe somehow it's wrong, and then they'll vote this person in, and this person, but you're like, no, like, we know what happens, we know who's in the group, but it's just such a good show, it sucks you in so much. I can't imagine actually watching it, like, live. Like, what it was and, happening. Yeah, and voting, and just seeing if your people make it or not, I, I think I, I think I would have died, honestly. I would have passed out. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it's, it's intense. Very intense. Well, I'm glad first eliminations are over, um, so they can just move on. We can get two <laughs> second eliminations, and that can be even more sad than first eliminations. Oh, I know. It's only it's only that's literally what I thought about when we were watching the eliminations. I was like, okay, cool, but it only gets worse from here because uh, you know only more people are going to get cut, so it's only going to be more of a bummer. And honestly, between both of us. There's so many girls that we know we're going to get cut in the second eliminations that we're, like, big fans of. I know, and it's it's really to a point for some of them that I was, we were watching episode five, and our people were making it into the, the next rounds and stuff. They weren't getting eliminated yet, but I was like, how does this person get eliminated? And I was, like, reading all these fan forums and watching YouTube videos, like, how in the world could these people get eliminated? Because it just doesn't make any sex sense. And honestly, I still don't even know. But it, it does stink that some of our favorites didn't make the final group. But we'll get into that here in a little bit. We're going to uh, cover each episode, one through five. We won't go super in-depth, but we'll point out like some key things that we like noticed and liked and stuff so you guys can get a feel for where our mindset's at, where we're, mindset is at while we're watching these two-and-a-half-hour-long episode. They're very long, man. They're like a movie. That's like a movie, but all worth it. So, yeah, dude, you you kick us off. What episode are we going to... We're starting with one? Yeah, so episodes okay. one and two are kind of combined together because they're like the the group intros, which we already said that we really were into because it was, like, super cool. Um, yeah. And then the original evaluations where the girls were put into their... Uh, they're graded groups based off their performances that they had in, like, the first couple episodes. So, like I said, we both were really into, like, a group intro. That was, like, so far my favorite part of the entire 
thing. Like that was awesome. That was so fun because each company, however many people they had, they all got introduced individually on the giant stage with all the seats on it, and they would have to go pick a seat. So, you know, as the girls and contestants come in, they see the next contestants coming in, and, like, so it just, like, fills up, and they're watching the people come on, and every time it was so funny to just see the reactions of the people seeing what company was coming next. And even if they didn't know who the girls were, like, there was a I don't know how many groups there were in total or companies in total. I guess I didn't really look into that, but there was a good amount of, like, like different companies, and there were big companies and small companies, and the girls that were in the smaller companies would just, like, be like deers in the headlights when the big oh, company yeah. names that got announced. Like, they oh. didn't see the girls or the trainees, but once they heard, like, Pledis or Stone Entertainment or Cube or uh, YG, they, like, their, like, eyes got, like, super big and their, like, jaws dropped. They are just like, wow, I can't believe we're, like, going to be going up against these girls from these big companies. It was just really funny because I think that's, like, the most – I've ever seen someone in awe of Cube ever so far when they were freaking out for the one girl from Cube. And I was like, really, everyone? Like, Cube? Come on. Like, you don't have to get that worked up. It's just Cube. But to them, it was, like, a huge deal because Cube is obviously, like, a huge company. So, but that that was that was probably, like, my favorite thing, too, was just the introductions because it was just really fun, and it was, it was cool to see all the reactions. You have to remember, a lot of these girls probably tried out for multiple companies and didn't make it into the yeah, big true, name companies. True. That's rather the small ones. Yeah. So to see a girl that was a trainee in the, like you know, one of the big three companies probably was like super intimidating to them. Oh yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good point because they knew or know what it would like take, or they knew what that audition was like. And if they didn't cut it and this person did, then they're like, wow, that, must be that, really good. that person must be the real deal. Yeah, I mean. Remember when uh, Cho Wong came out? I was just like, "Wow, she looks like super badass. Like, she's oh, gonna yeah. be really good." Oh, and then she yeah. just had uh, a look on her face like she was confused and lost the entire time. Uh, she's but. she's done a great job though. I was just I didn't know I don't know if she was confused or that's just kind of how she looked all the time. But she she definitely just looked like she didn't know where she was the whole time. She what she was doing? Am I like, lost? <laughs> she just like look around up into like the ceiling and just be like, I don't know, but. She's really done well as the show went on. I was not really that big of a fan of her at first because I was like, this girl is so confused all the time. I just want to know what she's so confused. I want someone to help her. I want to help her, but she she's kicked it into gear and, and done pretty well. Um, other ones that were really surprising were like, everyone was really shocked when Stone Entertainment came out because Yuri was there and they knew her and the other members from being in idol school. Yeah. So it's kind of like, wow, they've been through this before. Like, I can't believe they're here. You know, like, we get to um, go up against these other girls that have already been through, like, a survival show. And they, like, know what's going on. Well, it's um, funny, too, because Gary was, you know, she made it in Idol School and was in Fromus 9. So she was, like, a debuted Idol in a group. Why Why did she say she wanted to do Protoss 48? I forgot, like, because they interviewed she's, her. She said that she didn't feel like she was up to par with the rest of her group because she debuted uh, after six months of training, and she just wanted to get more training so she could be better. Okay, okay, yeah, I was... It's kind of just, like, going back to school so she could, like, learn more. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, some other um, idols that showed up that were, like, really surprising for the girls were, like, uh, Chaeyoung when WM was introduced. Uh, yeah. Because they all knew her as being, like, the dancing prodigy from, like, uh, 
17, right? No, 16. And she from 16, yeah, because yeah, she JYP was on, show. and she obviously had a bunch of recognition because of that. Because yeah, so she was like kind of like 16. She was kind of a famous person, so everyone was kind of shocked to see her. Um, I don't honestly know if the girls knew who else was gonna be like in the contest or the survival show because the way they acted is kind of like, wow, this is the first time we've seen any of these people. Like we didn't know any of these people were gonna be here. So they were, like, really shocked by a lot of the people that were being there because they were like, oh, yeah, these are, like, celebrities. Like, these are, like, people we've seen or read about. Like, I can't believe they're here yeah. right now. Yeah, it was like that. And then it was you had the, the Japanese people uh, people who came to to try and compete in the show, too. And they, like, had – I feel like they kind of had no idea who a lot of them were. Maybe, like, a few they knew who they were, but I feel like it was pretty different seeing them come onto the show. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that one of the biggest moments was the suspense when a lot of the Korean, like, groups were introduced, or companies were introduced, and everyone was just waiting for the Japanese girls to be introduced, because they weren't sure what to expect. Like, if they'd be able to speak Korean, or they'd be able to talk to each other, communicate, and then they introduced AKB48, and they came out with a drove of girls. Like, I mean, there was, like, 20 of them like there it was, was so many of it them. was a full team of people just powering their way on they hardly fit on the stage and then uh they broke the silence by talking to each other they found out they were really nice and then uh the next girls they got introduced that were like really shocking to everybody were like sakura which she got introduced because everybody knew who sakura was yeah. even the uh the korean trainees knew who she was because she's just like a legend over in japan in akb 48 um and then everybody was really excited for uh, Jarena to get introduced too. Yeah, she's Jer- just like the Michael Jordan of AKB48. So yeah, yeah. When Jarena got introduced, she had a whole video package of like what Explaining she did. How good yeah, she was. just like, <laughs> hey, here's this person, and she is so accomplished. And then it was almost like a few minute video of showing everything she's won. She's like the main person like in that group she's the front she's the center she's the everything really and it showed all the fans that loved her and you instantly knew how big of a deal she was just because of like the idols reaction or the the contestants reaction and like the videos they put together and you're like okay this girl is is definitely not just a normal like person coming to try out here like the japanese idols were like in awe that they were in the same like in the presence of Jarena for this thing. Like she was they're, like in, a, the, they're in AKB forty eight with her and they were shocked and amazed that they were being able to like see her in person. She was like it almost seemed like she was like this like holy person that was like above them and they knew it and they were practically bowing down like, oh my gosh, we're not worthy to even pretty much, yeah. Be around like, don't, you. Yeah, like we can't look at her in the eyes because she is just above us. Yeah, so that was some of the groups that got introduced, or I guess some of the idols and the different companies get introduced. That was really cool. That took up a good portion of the first episode, but it was totally worth it. I could rewatch that a hundred times. Yeah, same. Um, so after the girls were introduced, they got into their like um I guess group performance, like each company's girls came up with like a, their song and dances and stuff that they did in order to show the judges and get evaluated for where they're going to get placed for training. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest with you, the way it's done, it's kind of sketchy because you don't know which groups perform before which groups because it's like spliced and diced together to make it look like, oh, Hollywood wow. movie magic out here. 
yeah, like, oh, man, like, this group just came out, and uh, they're, like, so good. Now all the Japanese idols feel terrible. But for all we know, the Japanese idols have performed before or after, or you have no idea. Like, it's yeah. kind of confusing. Um, but I do know the first group that we saw that came out and performed was Yuha with Yetta and Siyun and Yurin. And that was actually really a really good performance. If that was the number one performance of the day, I don't blame the other idols for feeling super like, like uh, inferior. Cause that was like a really good performance. Like they could just debut as a group right there. Well, that's what some of the people, some of the idols, they have like the, the reactions of them watching them perform. And that's what some of them were saying. They're like, gosh, they look like a debuted group already. And that's really what it seemed like. They, they were really good. And I was like, kind of taken back because i was like are these people supposed to be this good like why do they even need this show necessarily because they're already kicking ass you know and clearly they were good enough to debut because after uh p4a was over Sion and Yuren both debuted with everglow so. yeah like really not too long after so they and i'm sure yenna would have debuted with them too but she made it into eyes one exactly exactly so they were really good um that is just Another, like an ultimate unfair group if they went first. Like that's oh, such a low. They're so low. That's such a loaded. That's just not fair if they had the lead off all the performances. Like think about it. They let off the performance. They have three officially debuted idols a year later out of the three of them. They're three for three. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's, that's not, not bad. bad. <laughs> and someone in the show that made it onto Eyes One. So that's a pretty strong showing. For and she people. had a, she had like top 10 ratings through the entire show. So it's not yeah. like she was bad either. Yeah. And we said, uh, last week, the other two finished. What was it? It was like 21 and 22 or something. Or yeah. Something they like were, that. Like they yeah, were up like, there too. They were very close. They were, you know, not finished just to be ashamed of it all for, for, for what it's worth. But that is just a loaded group right there. And then, uh, my other favorite thing I thought was pretty funny was, uh, how they made Wulim Entertainment and WM Entertainment look like the rivalry was like the Boston Celtics versus the Los Angeles Lakers, like, or the St. Louis Cardinals versus the Chicago Cubs. Like, it was like the craziest rivalry of all time. Yeah, I never even knew that until they, like, did that on the show. Like, apparently, Oh My Girl Lovely is just, like, neck and neck just want to kill each other. Like, I don't know. This is, like, the least two groups I think would ever have any sort of beef in the whole world would be oh my girl and freaking lovelies like i can't imagine them even being mad at each other for anything like i but don't if, yeah. i have no idea but apparently they do so whatever but wulim's performance was extremely good they had yunbi chaewon soe and suyan and man they look like a legit like debuted group like they were really really good i think even that was my favorite commented one. on it yeah that's what uh, the, the, what's her name? The mean lady. Yeah, I'm trying to think what's her name. Isn't it like Bay Young or something like that? I think so. She just looks anyway, very mean all the time. She's always like super mean. She has like the death glare that all the idols are afraid of. She's the Simon Cowell of Korean live. She TV. makes Simon she makes Simon Cowell look like a nice she guy. She does. She does. Um But they she even commented on it after their performance. She's like, Are you guys not already ready to debut? Like why are you not debuting already? Yeah. You know, I mean, they were really good. They were extremely good. It was uh, awesome. Then the other group, WM, is the one that had Cheyon, and they had Sungyun and Youngin? I think that's her name. 
Um, and they also were really good. But they, I mean, they were mainly carried by Cheon and her like dancing. She's so good. I've really like just watching these and paying attention more to Eyes One. I think she really is be kind of rising up my buys one, my eyes one bias list. Yeah, my buys one. Dude, we should trademark that. I'm gonna trademark. Yeah, she's becoming one of my top buys ones. Who's your buys one? (laughs) That's good. I like that. We'll make T-shirts. Oh, Bei Yung Jung. That's her name. Oh, okay. But yeah, Cheyun's really good. Anyway, keep going. It's actually kind of funny because the more we watch anything that involves her, she honestly seems like the complete opposite of her sister. Yeah, she really she's does. Like, she's like really giggly and just loves like she's like outgoing. She does like funny stuff. Where whenever we see Cherry Young, she's kind of like quiet. She's like, like spacey. Really cool. She's like yeah. spaced out, and she's just like, "What? What? What are we supposed to do?" And then she just like kills it and is awesome. But she's just like, "What? What? Is, I don't know." She just really seems really like spaced out to me. They also will take any opportunity in the show to make Cherry Young dance like. Oh, and rightfully they so. They, they love it. They're, every time they get an opportunity, like, can you do a dance for us? You can do a solo dance for us? She's and, uh, so good. Bae Yoon Jung loves it. She's like her favorite thing in the entire world. She's I, That's what's that's what's selling me on her, too, is one of my favorites. And she's just so good at dancing to any type of music, any type of style. She can just be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then it's like the coolest dance ever. Um. Okay, so that covers Wu Lim and WM, who both had Yoon B and Cheon, who apparently are just, I don't know, just hate each other. According <laughs> to Mnet's, Mnet's uh, editing, they hate each other. Um, another group that was really impressive was Starship Entertainment, who got harshly judged by uh, So You. So You, because she's from their company. And they did really, really good. Like, they were they really good. Uh, that, to show you how good they were, they had both Won Young and Yujin make the final Eyes One lineup as one of the top three vote getters. Yeah. And then they had Kayan, who also was just freaking a killer dancer, and she didn't even make it. And yeah. their grades they all got were like B's and C's, and Soyu was not impressed at all. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you guys need to do better. Like, I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's, uh, just, that's tough love right there. It really is, but their performance was really good. Um, obviously, their members were good. Uh, Stone Entertainment was good. They didn't really do anything crazy. But it was a solid performance. But they also had Gary, Sion, Yuri, and Yoon Young. Pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. I can't really read my hand right, to be honest with you. Sorry all the mispronunciations. We're trying our best. Yeah, I should probably just take my time and write out letters so I can read them properly. That's okay. I'm There's, not a, gonna, lo- There's I'm a lot not of people. Lie. It's been a while since I've had to write anything, so <laughs> a little sketchy. That's <laughs> okay. sketchy. It's okay. We're doing great. We're doing but they, great. But their, their performance was really good. Yeah, it was solid. Uh, who else is up here? Oh, so probably my favorite performance out of every, like, um, company group was Havana by Pledis with Kyan and Eugen. Like, that was awesome. That was the best. Man, I don't even, it was so good. And it just makes me sad, but it was so good. That was, that was probably my second favorite. That was probably my second favorite. All right, spoiler alert, because this is going to come up more than once in all these podcasts, but this is going to be my one time to use it in this podcast. How did Kaya not make the final? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't understand. That's what I was talking about earlier when I was reading all the forms and watching videos. She was a top vote-getter the whole time, and then for some reason on the last voting, she had like 10,000 votes less than she literally averaged. She had 
like 14 million combined votes after three episodes being the top vote getter. She like, ended up it, like being number it, one or two like every single every week. Every single week until the very last week. She lost like so many votes. And it just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. She has everything you need to be a successful idol. She was, she was so good. I she can't, crushes I can't. every competition. She does well in everything. She's like a leader of the other girls. All the other girls like look up to her. It makes because she no already sense. did viewed as a group. She was in after school. Yes, yeah, an yeah. actual idol. Like she knows what it takes to be an idol, and she showed it through the whole thing. Well, I got I can't get into this right now because it's gonna make me too. I'm angry. getting you too pissed off. <laughs> I'm getting hot in the sweatshirt. I'm starting to sweat. It's so dumb. We need to just have a whole episode of ranting about how Kaya didn't make it. Like, it's frustrating. It doesn't make. It literally like makes no sense with how the show went. It makes no yeah. sense. I can't get into this right now. This whole podcast episode is going to turn into me just talking just like about crap Um, Some other, just real quick, I'll lift off, lift, I'll list off some other idols that kind of like caught my eye or I thought was impressive when we were watching it. Um, they didn't really have the best performances, but they still were like, you saw me like, wow, these girls are like, could be idols. Like, they're good. Uh, going from uh, RBW. Gato Mo from AKB48. Jarena. Um, she was an SKE48, which is like a small offshoot of AKB48. Um, Hyen from In and H. Soyeon from Well Made. She's the one that looked like Sunmi, and I can't believe she got eliminated. Yeah, it's weird because you see some idols who are very pretty, you know. Make they it. literally made her dance to Sunmi because she looks identical to Sunmi. And she did a really good job. She freaking killed it. I don't know how she didn't make it, to be honest with you. Um, Yoon Che from Million Market. Cho Yun, a.k.a. Fire Eyes from A-Team. Fire uh, Eyes is the... Go- oh, man. She was awesome. Fire! She's awesome. <laughs> uh, Best use of that song in the history of anything was for her oh, eyes. So, she just has intense eyes, dude. It's she crazy. does. She does. Um... Eugen from Blockberry. There's a lot of Eugens on this season, but um, not to be mistaken for Eugen from CLC, the best Eugen ever. So yeah, it's true. Don't get it twisted. Uh, <laughs> Sakura, who was also from AKB48, HKT48, um, and my number one bias off the whole show who did not make it into Eyes One, Miru from NMB48. Like she's the go <laughs> just a beautiful human being everybody loved her oh like yeah all, She's like, from what we've seen like all the all the, the judges too um well the, the her eyes are so captivating she's so adorable everyone was just so amazed with how beautiful of a human being and like how nice she was all the girls had only like really awesome things to say about her like if she debuted with eyes one she might be my favorite idol of all time like i mm. it's over Dude, I don't know. It's over. She'd be giving Sonya a run for her money. If we if we could just like pick and choose a couple people of Eyes One or like add some more m- members, Eyes One would possibly be my favorite group in the whole world ever, too. So we'll get into the second when we get into the second parts of the elimination and after episode ten, we can say how good some of these groups are that they had that were not actual groups but like performances they did. You know? Yeah. Because if some of those groups were real, like the actual Iceland group, I would be the biggest fan of Iceland. Love them. If they just debuted these performance groups, they'd be awesome. Although, I am also just love Iceland, so I mean, I might already be the biggest Iceland fan of all time. 
Um, yeah, Miru, you're amazing. We know you're, uh, hopefully you're listening to this. Shout out to you. <laughs> also, shout out to Alex Christine. Dude, shout out to Alex, yes. From America. She's the yes. only American on the show. Shout out, representing the United States. That is awesome. How'd she, she also, get, how'd she get on there? How'd she get on the show? She, like, won, like, a singing star competition that was actually from, like, Soompi and something else. So it was, like, it was, like, a big contest, and she, yeah. like, won it. That's how yeah. she got on it. That's, that's so cool. She's from the ZB label, and she actually, if you haven't checked it out, she actually just debuted as a solo artist, um, like, what, a couple days ago? Literally, like, two days ago. I don't remember what the song was called. What was the song called? Do you remember? I think it's like bomb or something like that. I think it's called bomb. I think it's bomb. It was really, really good. It was a really catchy song. It's kind of more of a a rap, uh, trap type style, which I really love. We both really love that style. But she debuted as a solo soloist, and it was really, really good. I was very impressed. And what was really impressive too was the music video. It seems like her company they put a lot of effort. Like there was a ton of production, a ton of awesome visuals. Let um, me tell you, they put some money into that because yeah, that was it was. Yeah, I was impressed. I was, I was definitely impressed. It was really good. I just don't hundred um, percent. I think it was bomb. I think you're right. I, it, I just don't remember hundred percent what it was, but it was very yeah. good. I was really it's impressed. Bomb. Yeah, bomb. Everyone, go check that out because Alex is really good. And that music video is crazy. And the it's music awesome. video is crazy. And she was cool on on Produce Forty Eight. She, you know, didn't get the most camera time because it's a lot of people and not everyone can have the camera on them all the time but she was she was good um i was i was a fan of her representing uh the good old usa out there uh so that pretty much does it for like the intros and their uh group dances and stuff but i also said they got evaluated which means based on their performances during the group performance or whatever they did the judges gave them a score A through F, A being the best, obviously, F being the worst. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily like, you have an F, you suck, like, you need to leave. It's more like, you need the most training to get up to the level of everybody else, so we're going to give you an F. They basically wanted to give every girl the best possible chance of succeeding in making the group. Right. And some of them needed more work than the other ones. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, I mean... You could probably guess from who's in the actual group who, like, got good grades. Because for the most part, the people who debuted in the group pretty much were solid throughout the entire show. So Right. But um, some notable ones. Um, Nako, she was in Class F, and she, after the second evaluation... Oh, I forgot to mention. They all had a chance to get reevaluated again, and they had to... Uh, like practice singing and dancing for the pick me song that they were going to perform on Mnet. Right. And if you were an A or B or C, you were on the stage. D was in the back and F was basically on the ground. Like you couldn't be seen on the television because you weren't up to par. And then, you know, you need to like be a hundred percent synchronized in order to be in the thing. Right. So everyone's excited because the A group's like, Oh yeah, we're going to be on it. B's like, Oh yeah, we're going to be here too. And F's like super bummed. But then they tell them you're going to get reevaluated. I don't remember what it was, like a couple days or something like that. Yeah. So each group, like all of F class, had like singing class together or had dancing class together. They all had to learn individually um, the moves and the song 
They had to memorize the song in Japanese and they had to memorize the song in Korean. Yeah. Then they got re-recorded and that tape got sent to like the judge again to get reevaluated to see who was going to be, you know, A class, B class. And a lot of people got moved around. So that was um, very, that was just a very stressful time watching those videos. It was so funny too because it like blur out who it was, so you like didn't know who it was. So they were going to the other classrooms, and like people would start to try to sing or dance, and then just start bawling their eyes out. That happened so many different times. Like literally, one girl was so nervous she didn't know what to do, and she tried to dance, and she like twisted her ankle and fell on the ground. Just fell down. I don't even know who that was because they blurred her out. And thank goodness, I just felt my heart really felt for her. I was like, that really sucks because. You, they did it in front of their other group, the A through F groups that did yeah, it's it. Also, they, it's also they did it in front of them. Yeah. So You're like in front of a camera, but the whole rest of the class is watching you while you do it. Yeah, just sitting there uh, right off the screen, like everyone's staring at you, and you have to do this. So that had to just be so stressful for them. Also, legend has it, that girl's still laying on the ground today. So <laughs> I don't know who it was. I'm sure if we dug deep enough, or if any of you know, any of our listeners know who's the girl that fell over trying to do her pick me video? Because I just want to say, I hope you're doing good. <laughs> I felt so bad for some of the Japanese members. Oh, I forgot to mention that in the of performance evaluations, they got hammered so bad. Yeah, like, it was it man, was it was a bad day for them. It was not good. Um, also, I forgot to mention that when like. Jurita and Sakura went to do their performances and did solo performances without the rest of their group. And, like, the girls, like, from AKB48 were all, like, I can't believe I'm, like, actually sitting here watching this, like, live performance right now. Like, this is, like, unreal. I know. It's so crazy how much they, they looked up to them. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Nako was originally in the F class, and she got moved up to A class, which, I mean, she deserved it because she was, like, a freaking gym. Like, she just sings and just so effortlessly she like did it so so good Nako um, may be the most adorable human being ever created so she, it's true. she she earned it and also very talented um hitomi went from c class to a class she also deserved it like i think i said this in the previous episode like maybe the first one we did but i was very very impressed with how hard the japanese idols worked and wanted to get better and get out of like the lower classes yeah so they could like perform and like you know um be on stage like you've noticed in this well if you watched it that it seems like a lot of the korean idols like didn't even bother learning the japanese versions and yeah. all of like or they'd like start dancing and then they'd give up if they didn't know the moves or something but all the japanese idols would like continuously dance even if they didn't know what they were doing just to finish the song out and that's why a lot of them got moved up grades and the korean idols got moved down grades yeah, just because they showed they showed their effort and determination, that alone helped them a lot. And they they know what it's like from being in AKB48, just what you have to do to like for fight people, for people to notice you. Because how many people go, isn't it like a crazy number that go up for AKB48 every year? I don't know how pretty it sure really it's like, works. I'm pretty sure it's like 600. It's like a ton of people. So imagine trying to win in a group that big. You have to just be at like your absolute best all the time. So I think that really showed with with a lot of the Japanese idols because they knew what it would like takes to get noticed and get better and that's what they did and that's what they had to do. 
Yeah, even the ones in F class that knew they were bad and they weren't going to move up, they still tried yeah. so hard to like get better dancing, to like learn their parts and stuff. So I give it up to them. They did really good. Well, it's cool. Well, it was you know, and a lot of none, no one like complained either. You know, they were just like disappointed in themselves for not being in a class that they wanted to be in, but they, they didn't get down. They were just like, okay, I, I need to try and work to get better to to get where I want to be. No one. No one blamed anybody else. No one was like, ah, oh, it's because this judge doesn't like me or blah, blah, blah. It was just like, hey, you know, I'm the reason I'm here, and I'm the reason I'm going to get better. So that like was, something, that was like something cool to see, too. Sakura was an A class to start with, which was surprising to everybody. And she even had a whole video montage where she said that she wants to work harder and get better and prove to herself that she's a good idol. Because after coming to Korea and going into the show – she basically felt like she wasted like the last seven years of her life and she like wasn't a good idol, wasn't good singing, wasn't good at dancing. And she like worked super, super hard so she could like prove to herself that she like deserved to be an idol. And it wasn't just like a fluke because she figured everybody in Japan like liked her based on like her looks and not necessarily like, her talent. And she wanted to prove that she had talent and she wasn't deserved to be an idol. Sakura is definitely one of the hardest working and she's she's someone that you can tell the other idols look to because she got an A, which I don't think she should have gotten A because she wasn't that great in her initial thing. She was okay, but I, I think the the judges gave her an A because they knew how much the other Japanese idols looked up to her, and so they needed them to be motivated in a way too. So to see her get an A was almost like a morale boost for the team. But Pretty much, yeah. Soccer, but yeah, from there, she was like, I'm not good. I need to get better, and she did. Like, she... She was very almost, like, inspiring, too, because she just kind of has that effect. You know, you're like, wow, this girl's really killing it. That's really cool. And I think that's just what the other Japanese idols saw from her as well, just how hard she worked, and they kind of mirrored that, too. Yeah, they, that's their leader. So they wanted to follow their leader, and they wanted to, like, prove to her that, like, she doesn't have to work on her own. And they, like, were there to help her, you know? Like, when she did her performance, she just wanted to, like, didn't even care if she got an F. She expected to be bad. But she just wanted to prove to the judges that, like, the Japanese idols, like, aren't worthless. And, like, they can actually be, like, actual idols. Right. Um, and the judges saw it. That's why they gave her an A, because they saw, like, the fire in her eyes, like, her drive and want to be, you know, a good idol. So, right. that was really inspiring. Like, she was, like, a yeah, she's she really inspiring cool. for all the idols. Um, now, for the other side, I was really surprised Yunbi went from an A to a C, and her video was terrible. It was really bad. She, like, forgot a lot of the moves and then didn't even bother, like, learning the Japanese lyrics to the song. So, I mean, I don't know what she expected. I'm amazed yeah, she got she it. Was kinda, I'm amazed she was kind of lazy. Yeah, she was kind of um, just, she was kind of, like, whatever. A lot, honestly, a lot of the Korean idols were like that. So, yeah, I don't know if they honestly felt, like, self-entitled because they were, like, in Korea and it was a Korean survival show. But... That honestly was the difference between the Japanese idols and the Korean idols, in my opinion. Like, the Japanese idols just wanted it more. Because what did Sakura say? She's like, in Japan, when the Korean idols come to Japan, they're still famous. But when the Japanese idols leave Japan, they're just nobodies. Yeah, they're not, like, everyone still knows the Korean idols in Japan. Nobody knows the Japanese idols in Korea. Like, it's just, they have their fame and, and notoriety there. But once they leave, they, they are just like a normal person and they she yeah. wanted to change that <laughs> pretty much and she did a good job so um also for a first in the show yuri who actually who actually happened to debut in the group and just had a birthday 
Happy late birthday, Yuri. Happy uh, birthday. Woo! She was the first person in the history of the show to go from an A to an F. <laughs> That's a solid, solid, uh, solid accomplishment. And um, also, from Stone Music, Yuri went from a B to an F. So, I don't know what happened there. I don't Obviously, know either. I don't know. Yeah, Yuri just didn't. She just was, yeah, another thing, just didn't get the song down, didn't, didn't get the moves down, and they were like, we're not having any of this. You're going to F. See ya. <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, we saw the videos that they saw, too, and all the people, well, I mean, obviously editing probably did something to it, but all the people that we saw get moved down or up completely deserved it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I didn't, I didn't dig, I haven't disagreed with literally anything the judges have said on this show yet so far. Everything you said... Thing- all the decisions, I, I've been like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. The other thing I really liked was, like, the judges, even though they know some of the girls aren't that great, they, like, want to take a chance on them because they, like, really like them and they think that they can do something special. Right. So they take a chance on them. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, she's a terrible dancer, but I really like her, so I'm going to take a chance on her, and we're going to give her this opportunity. So well, it's not like they, like, pinpoint people they don't like. Like, they really want to see everybody succeed. Yeah, and they're really they're really tough, but it's tough love because, like you said, they want them to do better, and they know what it takes for them to do better. They have the advice, and they have the experience to teach them. So it's not just a bunch of people being mean to these kids and, like, making them cry. They're actually out there like, hey, this was terrible, but I'm going to help you get better because I know you can be really great. Which is good to see from a coach. Like I mean, definitely, yeah, they're they're amazing coaches. They're so good. Um. Okay. So I mean, I know that took a lot of our time up, but the first two episodes were kind of like important for the whole show. Uh. But that covers episodes one and two. Now we'll move on to episodes three and four, which is like the group battle. So it had like these like I don't know what it was like a race or something to like pick a song that their group had to perform and. These groups were picked by who was, like, the highest ranking out of, like, evaluations to begin with. Yeah. So Sakura was the number one, basically, girl, and was the center for the pick-me that they did on Mnet when they performed it live. So she got to pick her team, and uh, we'll get more into that later. But basically, they each got to pick their teams, and they had to run to the wall and pick a song they wanted to perform and put it back in, like, a stand. And then whoever got it first, well, they got it first, and they got to, like, go and pick which group they wanted to go against. So right. um, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There was eight songs, so that's 16 groups. So for each group that got what song they wanted, they picked another group that necessarily wasn't like the song that they wanted to perform. Right. Um, but I'm not – I don't have a like, specific list of like every girl in every group, but, I mean, uh, the songs they performed were Love Whispered by G-Friend – Peekaboo by Red Velvet, Short Hair by AOA, Mama Mia by Kara, High Tension by AKB48, Boombaya by Blackpink, Ooh Ah, the Japanese version by Twice, and Very, Very, Very by IOI. Just great song choices. Now, we also talked about this in the other episode, but the way that they edited the videos, they showed the girls each individually, like, um, practicing and getting ready for this like performance, you know, because it's like a live performance. Like there's stage setups, there's yeah, your hair's done, they're like all dressed up. Like it's like a real life performance on like you go like Mnet or something. Um 
But during the practices for him, they made him look like straight trash. Like, I mean, bad. Just bad to the point where you're like, there's no hope. There's no hope for these girls. They, they got nothing, man. They're going to get up there and start crying, and everyone's going to fall over and boo and, like, throw tomatoes at them because they – there was literally not one. There was only like one every group, group. Every single group. Every it was pretty much everyone besides. I think wasn't there was like one that they're like, oh, you guys are actually catching on. But all the other ones were like, what are you guys doing? Do you realize you have to perform this live? And then everybody start crying. Even like the top group was like criticized multiple yeah. times by the judges. Soccer cried because she got yelled at for being terrible. And they all, they were all so bad. They were ter- They were terrible. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know the words. They didn't know the dances. It was a train wreck for pretty much everyone. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It, they made it look like they literally couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. Like, it was like, just I don't know. Just a baby deer. Never, <laughs> and then, they, yeah, pretty much like a baby, a fresh-born deer, like just wobbly legs, noodle legs out here. Just rough out there. Uh, and then they go up on stage, and I kid you not, Every single one of these groups looked like they could have been a girl group that debuted on, like, Every an actual Every single group. last one of them looked like a real group. And, and I was like, like, wow, I would be a fan of every single last one of these groups. Like, there was, like, I mean, I'm not a professional judge, but just watching it, I saw, like, no mistakes made. The only mistake was was Guri not hitting that high note. And she even admitted that that was her fault for not, like, resting her voice. But... Yeah, she her voice wasn't. Um, it was, I don't know. She kind of lost her voice for Peekaboo, and she had a high note, and she um, her voice like cracked. She kind of cracked. It really wasn't like that bad, but it was like noticeable, I guess. And they make it like the most epic moment on the show. They literally made it look so epic that they shut down the performance, and the other group didn't even yeah. get to perform until the next episode. Well, it, like ended an episode. It was like she like goes into the note, and then it just like shuts, and they're like. No, that's the end of episode three or four, whatever episode it was. Like, it, we were like, wow, that shut down everything. Literally shut the block down. Like, it was that bad. <laughs> um, but honestly, but no, it, really, it really wasn't that bad. Everybody did really good. Um, a few surprises, though, that I'll throw out there for you. Um, so, getting back to Sakura, she drafted the quote-unquote Avengers. That's what their name of their team was because they were uh, really good. Which, I mean, they had a really solid lineup. I mean, she had a lineup. lot of strong contestants so far. And she drafted Cheyon, Yunbi, Minju, Chayan, or Choyan, and I don't even honestly don't know how to pronounce this. A-O-I. Ali? Ali? A-L-I? Ali? Sure, we'll go with that. Sorry if we, well, I'm not going to say if we pronounce it wrong. We definitely pronounced that wrong. But We apologize, um, yeah, I apologize for that. But yeah, they were assembled as the dream team. You know, friggin' Michael Jordan in the Olympics, the dream team. The Avengers. The bests. Hold on, I really gotta look it up, so this really bothered me now. But yeah, they but anyways, were... They were, like, everyone thought that they were just gonna come in and crush everyone. Yeah, I honestly don't... Aoi Motomura? I'm not sure. How Anyways. bad were we on our pronunciation? Yes. Sorry about that, fans. Be like, if you like <laughs> your favorite, I'm sorry about that. Um, but the Avengers, I was, okay, so going into like the rankings, the rankings are crazy. I still don't understand how the rankings work. All I know yeah, I have is no, I have absolutely no idea. The winning group got a plus a thousand votes. So, I mean, it was a big deal. 
But some of them were like an average score of all the members. Some were like all the scores added together. Some it just didn't make any sense. But um, when they went into the waiting room, they like would show each one individually as like a head-to-head matchup. And it yeah. was so intense because I had no idea who was going to win because everybody was so good. Yeah, and they had to see everyone's individual who voted for each individual member compared to the other group's member. And it like went down the list of who got more votes. And then it was like the overall team who got the most votes. And surprisingly, the Avengers actually lost to the other group that was Yenna, Goen, Miru, Hitomi, Yujin, and Wanyang. Wasn't that the group that was just put together? Was that the group that no, was? No, no, no. I'm about to talk about them next, but oh, I didn't like know. I didn't like, know which one. Because I was, was going like, to say that's actually a really good group too. <laughs> yeah, that was like one of the other like really good groups. So I mean, it was like basically that was like the NBA finals happening like right there. Like they were, um, that was a coin toss. Anybody could have won that one. That's right. the one from uh, the end where her ending fairy pose was Yenna biting the heart with her yep. pigtails. Yep, yep. Stole my heart. That was so, oh, there you go. That's nice. how she came my bias. Your what buys one. There you go. Buys one. <laughs> I buys one. They're um in case anybody was wondering, the name of the winning group was Mixed Juice. That's that's great. I love it. Um now the only other really notable uh performance was the one you were talking about, which was just basically like a hodgepodge of the leftover members and nobody the people else that wanted. nobody wanted. Like when I mean a hodgepodge, I mean these girls got put together in a group and they were bawling their eyes out because they were before it even started. Like when they were assigning who was going to do what songs, because they said that they weren't good enough to even perform and they were like crying. Yeah, a lot of tears. Um, and that group actually ended up winning in their for their performance. They of did it. Baya. So I mean, they did good. Shout out to uh, Chowan because she really just got the MVP. If there was like an MVP of the performances, it was her. She did she was really the, well. She was their leader, and she managed to bring them all together and uh, get that win for him. Also, shout out to a uh, Haiwan because she was looking real good. So that's what she does. That's what she brings to the table, and she does it very well. <laughs> also, she stepped out of her shell, and she was like a rapper. And she like apologized to her parents for like being the rapper on the in the she group. She was good. I thought she was. A, I thought she did a really good job at rapping. So shout out to Snack. They did great. They deserved it. <laughs> These team names were just awesome. Oh, some of the team names were so funny. Um, like the other one was Tension Up Girls or Power Rainbow. That's kind of funny. Power Rainbow just sounds so epic. One group was called Pikachu. <laughs> Anyways, so that basically covers, like, the uh, the uh, performance part of that episode, which is basically them getting their first crack at, like, performing together and was basically a good way to get points so they could, like, get more votes at the end and get their rankings higher. Right. Um, so that brings us to episode five, which was the first elimination. And, I mean, there's not too much to say about it. There's I don't really have a list of the 58 girls that got into – uh, the next round, the top, I guess. The top 58, but I mean, it's pretty much, if you watch the show where you like know anything about it, it's pretty much everybody you expected to be in the top 58 was in the top 58. Yeah. Um, with that being said, there's a couple of them that I was really surprised did not make it. Uh, 
One was Soyeon, the one that looked like Sunmi. I'm really surprised that she didn't make it. Yeah, um, that was that was a little surprising. I thought like so I'll, be, I'll be honest. There's a couple girls that made it in just based off looks because I mean the fans voted like. Yeah, definitely, and she well she's kind of one too that you would think maybe she would get a would have gotten voted in just because of her looks, but she was also very good too. Yeah, she, she was, was like she a, was she was, she was a really good dancer. And you think maybe like oh Sunmi lookalike out here like that's gonna get a lot of love, but I was I was surprised too that she didn't she didn't make the uh, first round. I was also surprised that Suyeon from Fave Entertainment didn't make it, um, and I'm also surprised that uh, Yeji from CNC didn't make it. She did a peekaboo, like she was in the peekaboo group, and she was the main vocalist for him, and she actually won and got the thousand point bonus. And she still didn't make it into the final. Yeah, I don't know. It's I. It's just the voting's so crazy to me. It doesn't really make sense all the time. Actually, I'm pretty sure she was one of the ones in the very end for the 58th spot with uh, Soyeon and uh, Suyeon that didn't make it when Minami got chosen as the 58th member and the other three did not. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they definitely recognize her as like, being good, but I, I just don't, I don't. Those are three that I don't understand how they didn't make it into the other. Um, into the 58, but that's also, I guess, what happens when you leave it to fans to vote. That's what happens when the fans vote, yeah. I don't know. It's just what the fans want. Also, the most disappointing elimination was Jarena, who actually got voted number 13, but she, like, wasn't there when the voting happened, and later on, they said that she left the show, so I'm not really sure 100% what was up with that. I tried to look stuff up about it, but it just says that she left for health reasons. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't get it. Yeah, they said she had some illness stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, she would have made it. I assume she would have made the final group because she was really good, already so popular coming in. She just has like the bubbliest personality. She has like literally. I've never seen anybody when they say like their smile like lights up a room until I saw Jarena on Produce Forty Eight. I'm like, this is what people are talking about. Yeah, like she she lived up to all of what the people were saying and what they showed in the videos like she lived up to all that and she killed all her performances and did really well so i imagine she would have made it into the final grouping of of eyes one but you know it sucks that she you know had to go home and yeah i don't know weird um if anybody else knows anything about this that i haven't seen yet let me know because according to what i saw she wasn't even promoting in japan anymore she like got pulled and was like yeah on a leave of absence because of her maybe she was she... sick yeah, maybe she really does have uh, some, like, uh, health stuff going on. So if she does, I hope she uh, gets better, you know? Um, but, yeah, that pretty much covers the first five episodes. Uh, I know there's probably way more stuff we could have got into, but we don't have, like, a ton of time. Yeah, we don't we don't so, have all the time, but uh, I feel like we, guys, did, we killed it pretty well. I think we did pretty good. If you guys want us to go in more depth about certain episodes and what we think about stuff, let us know, because, I mean... I will gladly do an entire hour-long episode on each, or an entire hour-long podcast on each episode. You can fully expect more Produce 48 episodes coming your way, because we're going to keep watching. We still have, what, seven more shows to go? Six um, more? There's, seven there's more? 12, there's 12. Yeah, so, so we got seven more to go. That's over 14 hours of programming. Way more than 14 hours of programming. So yeah, that's true. That means plenty to talk about on the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast.
K-pop kimchi is just synonymous with uh, or synonymous with Produce 48 at this point. We, we love it. Must, We're big. We might just be K-pop kimchi 48 right now. We really should. We really produce should. Produce kimchi 48. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, uh, I guess we got anything out of this so far. A lot of sadness and disappointment. Um, Miru is my number one bias that did not, or my bias one that did not make the group. Uh, I found out who my actual bias was, Yena. So that's, that's good. good. It's your bias uh, one found you. It's true. Uh, she just does a bunch of goofy stuff, so it's pretty funny. It's kind of, I mean, I can say that, but unless like actually watch it, you like see her do it. Like, I don't know. She just does a bunch of funny stuff. Yeah. Um, she's also super talented. Uh, very impressed with the Japanese idols. And I can't wait to watch the next five episodes before we get to our second review. We'll get there soon. We'll get there very soon. I'm pretty sure I covered everything I need to cover. I mean... Yeah, that was good. I mean, we'll definitely talk about it more. We know we're going to talk about it more. Man, hope Eiswin comes back. The new, uh... will come back. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that so much. Well, CLC's gone. Eiswin is my number one. Sorry, There you go. That's okay. That's okay. I feel like after this, I just need to dive deep into idol school. <laughs> it's true. It's probably like just as like, just crazy and dramatic and crying and everything too. So. But yeah. Okay. Well, there you got it. Well, there it is. That is episode number five. I am Justin Turneau. He is Brian Limper. Follow us on social media: Kpop Kimchi One Hundred and One on Twitter, and Kpop Kimchi One Hundred and One on. Instagram, right? Yeah. I think it's actually I think it's Kimchi K pop Kimchi underscore K pop for Twitter, K pop Kimchi one oh one for Instagram. But my Instagram is Justin T O H B and you can follow Brian at Fograw T O H B. Yes. So shout us out there, send us some messages, keep talking about K pop because we are always there and we love talking about it. Hopefully, uh, I got all my uh, facts right because I definitely did ninety nine percent of the stuff of memory. So that's okay. A, you did. It's been, a, I, it's been over a span of like a couple weeks. So I mean, you killed it. It was good. It was good. But all right, that's up episode number five. We love everyone. Peace. Peace. Yeet. 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 All right, we're done. Bye. <laughs>